All right, all right, all right. Welcome into Toilets to Titles, episode number 149. This is week nine of the 2022 NFL season. I'm your host, John Sheps, on the Twitter at Coach Sheps. The show is on the Twitter at Toilets to Titles and sliding in here into the neighborhood like Mr. Rogers. Justin Stevens at Justin FF underscore Justin. What's happening? Hey, uh, nothing much. Did you hear what you said at the top of the show? Episode 149. We're one away from the big 150. Yeah, man. You scared me for a second. I was like, wait, what did I say? Did you hear what you said? Uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh oh, what did I say? So, you know, maybe I had a Freudian slip in there, but yeah, man, 150 episodes is next week. And uh, we have a bonus episode coming up Thursday night. I was going to talk about this a little later on, and, and I'll talk about it some more later. We're doing a, a mock NFL draft. We have, we're going to be joined three members of Toilets Titles, four members of Toilets Titles, six analysts, Shane Hallam being one of them. I'll talk about everybody else later on. So that's not going to count towards 150. That's going to be a bonus episode. Oh, boom he's in the house so shane shane's gonna be here uh with us it's been way too long we haven't seen his pretty face so we need to get him on here man but yeah i can't believe it can you believe we we're, we're knocking at the doorstep of 150 my friend yeah i can't i can't believe that uh that they still let us do this this is insane yeah 800 we're, we're fluctuating from 799 to 800 subscribers so 149 episodes in Almost 800 subscribers, about 17 members of titles, and uh, this thing is crackalacking. I mean, we need to we need to get this thing crackalacking because we have a few shows coming on later on, including head to head with with uh, Russ, the newest member of Toilets Titles, Clutch Russ, uh, Jared Gray, and Nito Caracelli. So if you play IDP, you're going to want to check out head to head after this thing. But however you're watching, it would be greatly appreciated. Hit the like button on the YouTube episodes. Check us out there. Uh, subscribe. Throw some comments. It's going to help us get past 800. And uh, hopefully we will get to 1,000. We're on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Twitch. We have a Facebook page, Toilets and Titles. We buy, sell, trade sports cards, which you could also find our episodes on there. Spotify, if I didn't mention that already. Um, all that, all that good stuff. All the podcast listening stuff. But speaking of Apple Podcasts, Justin, every week we've been reading off a five star Apple review. Let's start the show off with something nice about us. You know, let let's set the tone by really gassing us up and increasing the size of our heads. So, so go ahead. Um. Well, this one came in by Iceman, our boy Iceman. I know he's in the uh, Frankenstein League, um, but uh, he titled this one "Great Show, Monster Show." It says. You can't go wrong if you need a fantasy football podcast. Great guys, knowledgeable about all facets of the game, and just straight-up funny dudes, too. With an absolute monster of a listener's league, you should join next season. Get on board now. Man, that listener league is the Frankenstein League. And uh, usually, you know, we, we talk about some cards, we talk about some trades, but this week... Uh, let's, we're really not going to get into too much Frankenstein discussion, but I do want to mention, uh, because the, he mentioned the monsters, so I'm kind of pulling this out of nowhere. Me and Justin, we, we ha- we've teased some rule changes every year. We, we add things. We, we, we create like different little stipulations to the league. And we're, we're working in the background because one of the problems we've had this year is be- there's, uh, what, 12, 24, 36, 60 teams, uh, five copies of each player, five divisions, and some some teams have become very strong, which is a monster of a league, and it's kind of supposed to be that way. But we're trying to keep everybody interested all season. So this year, what what we tried to do was we tried to create 
create more payouts to keep people around. And I don't think people read the bylaws as thoroughly as we thought they might to actually see that there's still a chance for them to win money. But we're going to try to create some different things next year to keep everybody coming. So we're working in the background. But but today, me and Justin, we're kind of going back and forth on an idea for a new card. So next year, we're going to have – we have 12 cards now, and it's per division. So it's all the same cards. So next year, what we're thinking of doing is having somewhere between like 15 and 30 cards so that each division could have different cards. So it's not like there's only 12 – 12 teams per, per division. <laughs> Uncle Steve on cue are already trying to enter the giveaway again. Steve, it's done. <laughs> it's closed out, man. You're, you're, you're in there, though. You're in there 10 times. But anyway, uh, we're, we're working on some new cards. And today we're, about we were, to give it away. we're about to give it away. Today we were brainstorming, and uh, we're coming up with an idea of a card. And uh, this card is going to be called the Rumpelstiltson card. All right? This card is uh, it's going to allow you – so in the, it's a vampire style league, okay? So it's going to allow you to block a specific player before the week, before the matchup, okay? So it's if you lose, you can block a specific player. Your opponent doesn't know which player you're blocking, okay? Now, if your opponent tries to take that card, or he get you, so if he guesses wrong, essentially you block that player. You can keep blocking that player, you know, until someone guesses who it is that you're blocking. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work on it some more, but it's <laughs> we're we're kind of toying with the idea. Yes, I did make it, George, and I don't want to keep the wait people waiting way too long. So uh, we have a hundred dollar fanatics gift card giveaway, and we've been working on this I think for the past month. So it's something cool we've been doing. Uh, all you had to do to enter was just check out one of our hundreds of live streams throughout the week. Comment I'm a T2T fanatic, and you were entered. So Justin, we have a list of all the people who've entered. And he's going to pull up a screen right now with a randomizer of the list of names. And we are going to randomize the winner. Yeah. And this, uh, this is really bogging me down. So I can't take that Rumpelstiltskin card off of there at the bottom. If you could yeah. <laughs> please take that off. It's driving me yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to, I'll figure it out. Okay. So we've got, uh, we've got the wheel here. Um, and we have all the names on there. I know, uh, Typically, we just we shuffle it three times, but I don't know. Do we want to build the suspense? I'm definitely going to shuffle three times. One, two, and three. But how else can we build this suspense? How long? How much longer can we wait? Make Uncle Steve wait to see if he- man. I, I think we just uh, we just do it, man. Let's just do let's it. Let's it just off. yeah. Let's 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 see who the winner right. is. Here we go. It's Chris H. Chris Hines. All right, my man. So that's a Patreon Patreon member. That's right. Patreon. There we go. All right. Chris H is the winner. I'm I'm, I'm putting that in the notes. So, Chris, if you are watching, uh, I'll reach out to you. I'm going to be, hopefully, you're watching. Hopefully, you're supporting the show. You're a Patreon member. I'm sure you're going to watch. Reach out to me, but I'll DM you after the show. I'll get you that $100 Fanatics gift card. The next thing we're doing. So, Justin, you might now be able to take away the Rumpel Stiltskin thing. But the next thing we got going on is uh, for this month, we're doing some some squares for the Thanksgiving Day Cowboys-Giants game. $5 squares. Reach out to me on the Twitter at Coach Sheps. Reach out to, out to us at Toilets to Titles. We'll let you know what squares are still available. And uh, we'll go ahead and we'll get you answered. It's $5. And winner, you know, it's per quarter. It's like $100 first quarter, $125, $150, whatever. But it's all $500. Bucks. It's in the pot. 
and uh, increases by the quarter. So reach out to me. So Justin, do you want to briefly discuss our weekly schedule here? Yes. Yes. Our weekly schedule, we start off, um, we kick off with last night, Monday nights, the waiver wire episode with Joe Clark and, uh, and Dr. Frankenstein here himself has been uh, working with Joe. And by that, I mean, uh, coach obviously has been working with Joe. Uh, they're going to try to see if they can't tweak that show a little bit, make it uh, a little bit more interesting for you guys, for you Patreons, but we'll leave the teasers out there like that. Um, the Tuesday night episode right here, the flagship show with myself and John immediately after us, we got just as coach mentioned earlier, we got Nino, Jared and Russ on H2H the IDP show at 9 PM Wednesday morning. So you're going to wake up tomorrow morning, nice and, and uh, stretched and ready to go for your day. You got your cup of coffee on your way to work. You're going to listen to the DUD show, the duds down under um, dynasty down under with Ben and Matt Wednesday nights. Joe knows this is a show where it's just all NFL conversations, just very basic general conversations, just talking football. Um <clears throat> Are you uh, saying Joe's basic? No, no, I'm just saying you, Joe. You know what? Joe's not basic. I can say that in a positive way, in like a complimentary way, because like my son had, uh, or I mean, not my son, uh, my nephew went with me to Canton, and he sat in that hot tub and he listened to Joe talk for hours, him and his son. So, and he and he told me afterward that Joe was the most interesting guy he's ever met. Stop. He's absolutely right. Joe is dude. That's the opposite of basic. No, I mean he's like, he's like the Dosakis man. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. There you go. There you go. But I mean it's NFL. So damn it. What do I have to do to make Gavin like me, man? <laughs> I gotta come <laughs> up with a game a, plan. Joe's a late bird. He gets his cup of Joe and stays up late. So that's uh 10 or no, a little bit later is 10:30 is the D to D to D show. Um, that's the gambling show with Nate, Rich, and Abe, and it's not late for them because they live in that middle country time zone. Um, Friday nights, uh, TGIF, this guy is fragile with myself and George. This is our injury update show, um, followed by P2P at 8.30 p.m. with Nino and Jared. Let's see, Saturday nights, 9 p.m., Dash of DFS with, uh, with Mike and Joe Arachi. And Sunday mornings, the show that we wait all week for, we all anticipate being able to start our uh, our lineups. We got the best start set advice that you'll find in the industry with Mike, George, Jason, uh, Joe Arachi. Um, typically, Jeff's on there, and they they have um, multiple guests come in and out of that show all the time. It's great. All right, excellent, excellent. So catch us, catch us, subscribe, tune in, like, and comment. So and that's, that's where you can find us. Cool episode right am i right Ooh, which 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 special episode are you talking about i'm talking about the one that you teased me with right before the show oh coming up yes we do we do have a special episode coming up and that's thursday night we got shane hallam in the chat and uh thursday night where do i have this on the show notes i'm a little knucklehead all right i got it right here i highlighted it in blue cowboys colors <laughs> uh so we're doing a mock draft we're doing the entire first round and uh, we are going to be joined by – who are we going to be joined by? Let me pull all these names up because we have quite a few. So from Toilets to Titles, you're going to see me. We're going to see Nino. You're going to see Jared. You're going to see Joe C., Joe Clark, who is the most interesting man on the network apparently. And uh, we're kind of like the draft team at Toilets to Titles. Uh, Nino and Jared, they do um, P2P, Pots of the Playoffs, the college show. 
And then we got Deshaun, which is at FF underscore moon vibes. All right. Then we got Brian Bossard, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'll have to ask him Thursday night. That's a deep fried draft. He's from draft countdown where Shane's from again, Shane Hallam. We got Felix Sharp from campus Canton. We got Leverett from uh, college football nation. That's where Nino's usually on Monday night, but they're actually doing it tonight. Cause uh, last night was Halloween. And Nino had to be with the boys. We got Matt Cooper, Debbie to Dynasty FR uh, from the N Dynasty Nerds. We got, uh, well, Matt Hicks, he was going to join us. He had to bail. And we also have Shane Howell. So Shane's going to be there from Draft Countdown. So we got a lot of people. We're each picking for three teams. And uh, we're going to have some steady analysis. I'm going to tell you this already. Carolina Panthers in our mock have the first pick. And I already know what the first pick is. All right. And uh, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tease it. Wild. It's and wild. It, it's wild. It's very wild. You're going you're, you're to want to check it out. This is an episode 150, though. All right. I'm not going to. This is a bonus because 150's got to be me and you. Yeah, no, dude, man. That's a banger of an episode, man. All right. We'll, we'll have to talk Huge. about it. May, maybe I'll make it 150. But you, if you're not going to be there, whatever. This is stuff that you all listen in at home. You don't want to hear me and Justin argue about episode numbers. But uh, oh, he says he says it's Colts colors in, in the doc. So we're having a little bit of an argument on air and in the doc because I highlighted something in Cowboys colors and he's calling it Colts colors. And, and it is. You're probably right. Anyway, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about trade deadline stuff. So Calvin Ridley, of all the news yeah. that was expected, this was not expected. So but I do like it for uh, the Falcons and the Jaguars. The Jaguars are giving up basically something that could be worth up to a second rounder, depending on whether or not the Jaguars sign him to a contract extension. I don't really know the complete details of, of this. It's a fifth round pick and the, it's the, the conditional. So they're getting a fifth for sure. The conditional pick is in 2024. It's a fourth that can rise up to a second. If he gets a contract extension, my thought is because I'm a schemer. What if they have a behind the scenes deal? You know what? Calvin Ridley is probably one of the least likely people to do a behind the scenes deal because he got uh, suspended for gambling. So he, sh he shouldn't be doing a behind-the-scenes deal. But what if the Jaguars were like, listen, we want to extend you, but we also want to have a second-round pick. We're going to let you go to free agency. We're going to sign you then. Like, would that? What if, what if he signs with them after going to the open market? That's not an extension. You know, do they still get the pick, or am I looking I'm, too deeply into this? No, I'm pretty I'm – sure, I'm sure it's going to be whatever it is uh... – in the in the ultimate agreement but i'm sure that once he's once he's given to free agency like i would have to imagine that's off they're off the hook for that pick like right that i mean that, that would just be my guess but right yeah so that's interesting but you know who knows what he's gonna be when he comes back i want to say he's like gonna be 27 28 years old yeah but do you uh, know do you know this specific thing though george like that we're talking about here like if he lets the contract break or extend like, well, let, let's tell everybody listening at home, if you're not watching, George Reed, he actually did a bathroom break. You want to go check out. So we're going to talk about these trades. He got into them very specifically and uh, all, all the trades today and even broke some on air. So you are going to want to go check out that bathroom break. Uh, George is saying in John's scenario, they still get the second round pick. I don't believe you. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that's the case, uh, but we'll see. You might be right. You, you're very possibly right. Uh, TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. This interests me as well. This is very interesting. It's in division. Like, what do the Lions know about TJ Hawkinson to let him go to the Vikings? Have to play him twice a year. It's just odd, very odd to me 
that they would allow this to happen. There's got to be something going on. There's got to be some sort of injury. Uh, I, there has to be something undisclosed. What it do you think? Ha- it also helps them tank a little bit more because now they have to play them twice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you think, all right, so he's going to come in and crush it. Well, uh, I don't think this week. I, that's a, nah, not this week, but I have That's a nod to my dudes and duds for the week. And that's a nod to my turtle heads. Yeah. <laughs> and and then uh also this is a nod, this little back and forth we're having to uh this not this time next week. I'm all in. <laughs> the I'm all in segment. I don't know if you got to yeah. check that out. <laughs> um yes, yes, it's a nod yeah. to my all, I, all in. Yes. Yes, I've read the show notes. All right. William Jackson to the Steelers, he almost got cut. Jacob Martin to the Broncos. Uh, and then Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. So George has to be fired up. I thought the Dolphins defense two or three years ago was on the verge of being a monster squad. Uh, you know, and I know this is after Halloween, but still, you know, Xavier, Xavier Howard. I'm sorry. I had a brain fart. Byron Jones. They drafted Noah Igbenogany. They got Javon Holland. Now they got Jalen Phillips. You know, now they got Bradley Chubb. I don't know why they weren't balling before they got Bradley Chubb. George probably knows more than me because he watches the Dolphins. But now they got Bradley Chubb with Jalen Phillips and with this phenomenal secondary. You got to think they're going to be start getting turnovers left and right. What do you think about this this deal, Justin? I I think they're just lazy and Bradley Chubb's going to go wake them up. They're just a bunch of bums right now. That defense. Wake them up. So so coming from Denver. Coming from Denver, where yeah. they, you know, all they do is win out there. He's going to come there to Miami and wake these guys up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's a great situation. Like you said, it does nothing but good things for the defense, and and they already have a solid defense. It's just one of those things where it looks great on paper. You anticipate the team to do amazing things, and it doesn't always pan out on the field. So um, I feel like him coming to add to that adds just just as well as them going out in the free agency and, and getting a Tyree kill, obviously not at that level, but I mean, that's what they're doing. They're trying to win. Now they're going to do whatever it takes. Speaking of the dolphins, like I feel like we're, we're halfway through the year. So we can start victory lapping a little bit. And Jalen Waddle, he is a top five wide receiver right now. Absolutely crushing it. I beat that drum all off season. And, and I kind of, I might've taken it, taken it a little too far. I said he was going to pass Tyree Kill. There's still a chance he does. Yeah, it's, it, it could it could still happen. It doesn't look likely, but it's it's not like Tyree Kill's one and Waddle's twelve. It's one in, it's one in five right now. And uh, also Nick Chubb had a monster week. He's a top five running back. So Carl Barkley. So a few guys that I had some bathroom board bets with a lot of team members here are absolutely crushing. And it was a big week. Those guys all produced this week, and I had like. In, in fantasy this 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 week, I play in eight leagues and I'm doing pretty well in all of them. And uh, I had I played top the number one team in three leagues. And one of them, I am uh, it's the fictional league, Justin. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I was three and four going into the game, but I had the second most highest points scored. So like but I needed a win like I absolutely needed a win. And this guy I was facing the Sharks. Is like my rival. I've played him in the, the, the championship like the, the last two years, and he has the most points scored. I beat him. So I it, it was like a, a week where I was nervous. I, I was going to be happy to maybe beat one of the number one teams. I beat all three. Knocked him down. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. But the Ravens, they should be feeling pretty good because now they got Roquan Smith to, to sit next to Patrick Queen. What do you think about Roquan Smith going to the Ravens? I mean, they need all the help they can get. They they've been signing a lot of uh, 
I don't want to say aging players. I, I don't even know how old Roquan, Roquan is. Obviously, he's not old, but uh, but they keep they keep trying to sign all these vets to come in and do all they can, and they are slowly getting better. That defense is starting to come around. They have just enough left on offense to to make it happen when you got Lamar Jackson. Um, they have a nice, cushy schedule coming up here pretty soon. Uh, I think like four out of five straight games where um, where they should run right through their opponents. So they've got a real shot at making a little bit of a run, definitely at the playoffs, maybe even a little run into the playoffs. I think this is a good key ad. Man, and in the chat right now, what you're missing out on is George and Jason just going back and forth. You know, so Jason was with me on Jalen Waddle, so may have props to him. And then he also told me he had to beat George in their home league. And he won the fun day draft. You're going to want to check out the fun day draft. We didn't mention that where the guys drafted uh, scary movies, Halloween movies. He said he won that. But then George comes back with a rebuttal and says he's one, one t- number 110 in SFB out of 3,000. So that's not too shabby. Yeah, I haven't checked the final tally yet, but I'm sure Jason's right. But we were the three of us were within a vote all day long on that. And we've gotten several votes. So I voted um, for you, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I had the classics. I had yeah. the, the longevity. I had, it, the but you know, George has more followers and everybody feels sorry for Jason. So what can you do? But you, um, you had it and you had Friday the 13th, right? Yeah. And nightmare on Elm street. Yes. Come on. Like, come all on. Of them. I had all of them. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, it's easy. It's easy. It's okay. It's, it's listeners. They still, you know, somewhat watch the show and mostly just vote against me. But and and maybe they'll it. join the Patreon, patreon.com backslash toilets, the titles, $3 and 50 cents at two and tier one. Hey, and, if and, you, you, are, and you can get in one of those drafts. If, if you're, if you're a Patreon at the first tier in our, um, chat yes i send that invite out invite out to the patreons we had patreon dustin hetricks on uh this week he got to draft from the the one spot didn't do so hot but i think it's because he went with his heart chose the picks that he wanted he didn't care how popular they were so. and he was he was starstruck right yeah george was there <laughs> That's what, he was he was starstruck so next time he'll, he'll, he'll come his nerves will be a little calmer and he'll be able to handle it steve uncle steve wants to know where can i vote twitter <laughs> on twitter yeah, I think I think the the ballot is done though. Last time I told Steve to go vote for me, he got on there and said that he likes somebody else's team better. So he wanted, <laughs> and that's that's my uncle Steve. So that's very I'm not uncle Steve. Him about it anymore. That's fair though. Well, that's fair. <laughs> I like it. All right. Anyway, Robert Quinn to the Eagles. I think we talked about that uh, earlier in the week. You know that that's kind of that one's been marinating, but that's scary because that adds some pass rush. And uh, the Bears, man, they go and get Chase Claypool. Right. But they get rid of Quinn. They get rid of Roquan, which makes me think they're not they're not playing for now. They're playing for the future. Right. They're They're putting somebody next to Fields. Go go ahead. I'm sorry. They just got to hope that they don't ruin Fields and Claypool um, before these guys get old enough to uh, to actually start making a difference. So, well, Mooney, Claypool, Fields, Herbert, Montgomery, those five guys, regardless of what you think about the Bears. If we were playing, remember NFL Street? Oh, yeah. Like, that's a squad. Like, those yeah. five guys, they're, they're not, like, superstars. But you could, like, that. those five, you could play with them. Right. Like, those those are ball players, So, they, they have a decent core, but they need to, this offseason, they need to build that offensive line, man. Like, they need to keep building that offensive line and protect that young man. And because, now they're defense. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that'll be that'll be next. Well, they got Brisker. And he, he, can't, he can't be – 
like everything there, but he is, he is a building block. You know, it's, it's a shame to see, but, but what does that say about Roquan that they are willing to get rid of him for a second? Right. Yeah. So, you know, like that doesn't add up either. That seems a little cheap. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking that one as well, but I mean, he's got to cost a lot of money, but, but anyway, I, li- I like Claypool to the bears. I think that, I think that'll be interesting. That'll give fields a guy with a big catch radius. He could just chuck it up to, he's a fast guy. He can stretch the field. Jeff Wilson to the dolphins. You know, if he's, if he's available in your leagues, I'd say pick him up just because he's what he did for you in San Francisco. I think he can do in Miami, which is via our, so what there's eight games left in, in the fantasy football season. And that includes the playoffs. He might get you three or four RB1 weeks, you know, yeah. out of that eight or nine. I can't tell you when they're going to be, but it's worth a pickup. I, um, I, so I already have inform and waivers for several leagues. I'm willing to pay up and spend a little money because I don't think, I, I honestly think he is the best back in that backfield now. I really do. Yeah. And I think he's going to take over the majority of the carries pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. So what a, what a change of uh, emotions for Jeff Wilson managers, right? They get, he, he's doing great. Playing better than people expected once Elijah Mitchell goes down. Then they get McCaffrey. Then it's like, dang, well, I guess I should hold on to him as a handcuff. And now he goes to Miami and the opportunity's there. So, all right, we got Chase Edmonds to the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos are a disaster, like an absolute disaster. So I really got nothing. You got anything to say about Chase Edmonds to the Broncos? No, I don't. I don't think that helps anything. If anything, it hurts as far as fantasy goes because now there's just – one more wheel there and I don't know. I don't, I don't want any of them now. And that, that really stinks because, um, because I had several shares of the other two and with the split carries, it was actually working out, but what can you do? All right. got somebody messaging me, coach fries in the chat asking, where's the best place to watch the show. He's on Twitter. Well, go to YouTube. <laughs> We're on the YouTube. Uh, all right. Naeem Hines to the bills. Are you sad to see him go? I, I wasn't really so much sad because I know that the Colts are going to use him very little when um, when Taylor is healthy, and or at least they should when they get a new coach. Anyway, it's a different story. Um, but uh, uh, we spent a fourth-round draft pick on Naheem Hines. We just traded him away to get back a lesser running back and a sixth-round pick in return. And Hines is a very talented running back. I'm not a huge fan of the trade at all. I get that. After this season, he was going to need some kind of money, but we haven't played him enough for him to really display his worth well enough for him to make huge money. And maybe that's why they have to trade. Maybe maybe Hines is like, hey, my rookie contract's coming up. I'm going to want some cash. Nobody's going to pay for me here. I need to go. We don't know the insides, but unless it's an inside um, trade request like that, I got to believe that this is uh, this was just a – they're, they're trying to help him out, help him go and, and do what he does because the Colts do that crazy stuff all the time, like when they let Andrew Luck have all that money when he retired, when they didn't have to. And, and I mean, they're always the, the good guys that are always about their players, and they, they always take care of people. And it drives me insane because we lose big games because of it sometimes. But anyway, I don't like the trade at all. But on the Buffalo side, I like it. I like it a lot, that receiving back out of the backfield, another option, another weapon for Josh Allen. Um, I kind of really hope that Heinz goes over there and wins the Super Bowl now. That's my prediction. Uh, Bills, Niners. I'm sticking with it. It's been like that for a few weeks, and I am not letting that one go. 
Uh, what about Zach Moss? I know Uncle Steve seems to be excited. He already ordered his. Uh, well, Uncle Steve was hoping he'd win the gift card so he could get a Zach Moss jersey, uh, Colts jersey. But what are your thoughts? That that's your team. Not uh, I'm not super thrilled. I was big on Zach Moss early on, but something has to be wrong with this guy. So like they never play him, and all along he's. It's not like he's had a tough backfield to contend with. Single Singletary's not a huge um, threat back there if you're a halfway decent running back. So. When he does get an opportunity, sure, he looks good, but maybe he looks good because that's a good offense over there in Buffalo. So, I don't know. We'll find out. He might get on the field. We might not. We also might just keep throwing the ball 50 times a game. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to some bye weeks. Just so you know, there's six teams with byes this week. We got the Cleveland Browns. So, that's Jacoby Brissett, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper, who's been balling. I hit a, I hit a, uh, a player prop last night. I think it was like over 49 yards. When he's home – Amari Cooper at home kills it. doesn't matter what team he's on. When he's home, always take the over on the yardage. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have a bye, which is perfect timing. So that's their defense. If you play in team defense leagues, CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, Zeke, Dak Prescott, uh, Dalton Schultz, Denver Broncos, their, their defense, uh, Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Greg Dolchich, who's been absolutely hot, Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray or Edmonds, New York Giants, that's Barkley or Daniel Jones. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers is Pat Firemuth, Najee, Najee Harris, Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson, and the 49ers. It's Christian McCaffrey, the team defense, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Debo Samuel. So make sure they are out of your lineup. Make sure you have a good replacement. All right. Uh, let's talk about some injuries real quick. We got Cooper Cup, which scared the hell out of me because I have him everywhere. I bought in before last season. So mm-hmm. I have him on a ton of rosters, and it's been going absolutely well. It says he's avoided serious injuries to his ankle. He, he walked off the field on his own. There was really no update there. It's kind of been very quiet, which leads me to believe everything's okay. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think he's going to be fine. But also NFL players will sometimes think that they're better than they really are. And it was kind of just after the game. We haven't heard any real updates, which kind of scares me. Because usually if it's good, it's like, hey, he was seen on the field walking around in a boot. But he, you know, did walkthroughs or whatever. But – we're not hearing anything. So usually if you don't hear anything, then that means they got to go see a second doctor and get a second opinion. See if he can play this week. Maybe they're thinking about sitting them. Who knows? He might be out four to six weeks. So I don't, I was more optimistic right after the game than I am a day later, two days later when we haven't heard anything. It's funny how we have different perspective on that. Like I say, we haven't heard anything and I yeah. think that's a good thing. You say we haven't heard anything and you're yeah. nervous about it. So it's really just it's depends in, on how you've been scarred yeah. in fantasy yeah. in the past. It's, it's in the eye of the beholder. It's it's this side of the screen is the cup half half full, and his that side of the screen is the cup half empty for fantasy right. this evening. Uh, right. Irv Smith is out eight to ten weeks, but that doesn't really matter because they want and they grab TJ Hawkinson. Richie James is in concussion protocol for the Giants, and then Christian Watson went out in the first quarter for the Packers in week eight and is now in the concussion protocol. I think the Packers are going to light up the Detroit Lions this week. I know I keep kind of saying it's going to come back. Actually, last week I had Rodgers as a dud, rightfully so. This week, you know, I don't want to get too far into it, but I think their passing attack is going to be well there. But there are a lot of buys. There's a lot of injuries. I want to let you know, patreon.com backslash toilets titles. $3 is tier one. I said $3.50 before. I don't know why I said that. It's $3. It gets you into the Discord team chat. So you can ask all your start sit questions in there, trade questions. That also gets you uh, – our Patreon waiver episodes so every week and Monday night, we release like right after Monday night football, a episode where we talk about 
guys that are on waivers that you should be picking up like low percentage owns that are likely available. And we're going to tweak it a little bit going forward because the first half of the season's done, which is crazy. So we're going to try to make it a little more. We know less guys are available now. We know we're trying to make a playoff push. We know there's buy. So we're going to tweak it to be a little more fill that bye week role, you know, like one week, two weeks, some, some big plays, like weekly big plays. So you want to get that. That's great value. $5 is tier two that gets you, what I mentioned, it also gets you into Frankenstein next year. Tier three is $7.50. Gets you one-on-one -on -one draft advice, DFS advice, anything you need from anybody of the titles team. $10, that's tier four, gets you free entry into the Frankenstein League and then everything I mentioned above. And then tier five is $20. One-on-one -on -one roster analysis, a 30-minute episode on any one of your fantasy leagues, and we'll basically do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> so, so, so that's it, man. So there's five tiers there. We hope to see you in there. And uh, let's go into games of the week. So, Justin, you had the Giants at the Seahawks last week. It was 13 to 27. It's 14 point differential. You were the winner. So that's two weeks in a row you win. So we didn't we didn't discuss what what's going to be my punishment, but we got to do a mega punishment at some point. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't really have time to prep for a punishment, and uh, um, but uh, but yeah, I I'll take it. 14 points and I still get the win. That's uh, that's just luck, really. That's that's what it comes down to. So, well, I had the 49ers at the Rams, and that was 31 to 14, 17 points differential. But not for nothing, both games were very good. Maybe, yeah, maybe the Giants Seahawks more so than 49ers Rams, but like I think 49ers Rams was more talent. But and I think the game more was, entertaining. Yeah, yeah. But for for the season, uh, you have 95 points. I have 92. So I'm still right. ahead by. You're still ahead. Well, no. I'm ahead. You're winning. Yeah. <laughs> so what's um, your game of the week, Justin? So I didn't want to do it. I, I, I hate picking this game, but it's, uh, it's the biggest rivalry. I, I mean, as a Colts fan, my, my biggest rivalry is a team that's not even in our division. I know that sounds silly. That sounds crazy. But historically, they were in the same division. Um, they, uh, and then later, when they were still in the same conference, they were battling in the playoffs every, every season. Huge uh, Patriots hater. Um, so this is like a big, I don't, I don't care what the score is. I just really got to pull for my Colts to somehow win. And if they find a way to win by a bunch, I'll be even more happy, even though it's going to hurt me more than this. So I had a tough time picking a game of the week this week because I looked at the schedule and it was absolutely <laughs> awful. So I don't know if everybody feels that way. Maybe I'm more inclined to feel that way because the Cowboys are on a bye. <laughs> but I usually don't even pick their game as the game of the week anyway, but it was tough. So I went with Rams at Buccaneers. I think the Rams are going to put the Buccaneers out of their misery. I think the Buccaneers are done. Like, they just stick a fork in them. And, uh, you know, it's crazy because you you have your history with Tom Brady, you know, Patriots, Colts, AFC. For me, you know, and I don't know why, maybe I'm a sympathetic person, you know, and, and, and I'm starting to feel bad for the guy. Like the dude's divorce. I feel bad for his kids, but I, you know, this is a whole nother topic. And who am I? I don't know what happened behind closed doors. And, you know, the guy is healthy. He's making a lot of money. Hopefully his kids are good. But, you know, I'm like, damn. And people are like pouring it on him right now. But you know what? You know, when you're at the top, everybody wants to see your, your kind of demise. And his demise hasn't been, you know, too embarrassing yet. But I think it's going to start to get embarrassing. And this week, I think the Rams are going to absolutely put it on them. So that's my game of the week. Uh, betting locks of the week. So I got your Colts plus five and a half in New England. Hey, I think, right. yeah, plus five and a half. I think that game is going to be decided by a field goal. 
All right. And the, the Bears absolutely ran all over New England. Like, absolutely ran all over them. The Jets, I don't think they're as good as their record indicates. So that game doesn't matter to me. I think the Colts are closer to the, the what the Bears can do than, especially with Ellinger now at quarterback, run, who, has, who can run the ball. You know, I think if Jonathan Taylor, that breakout game could be coming this week against New England, I, I'd almost take the Colts straight up. But if you're going to give me five and a half points, I'm going with that. I got Green Bay minus three at Detroit. You know, I think Green Bay, that was a tough game for them, man. Like that was a like that was a very tough matchup they had last week. And you know, Buffalo is loaded. Like Buffalo is the best team in football. And Green Bay, I, I don't know if you watched that game, but it was very chippy. Very, very chippy. And I almost feel like I don't think Green Bay is good enough to compete with them, but they competed with them to a degree. And they didn't back down, you know, and that impresses me. They were playing a bully that was more talented than they are, way more weapons than they are, and they weren't scared. And they didn't back down, and they didn't quit. And I think that momentum is going to carry over into Detroit, and I think they're going to beat the snot out of Detroit in Detroit. So minus three, give me that. Uh, L.A. Chargers minus three at Atlanta. I just think the chart, like as simple as it is, Keenan Allen's coming back. I just think the Chargers are better than Atlanta, like straight up. Like, and and three, that's just a field goal. I think Justin Herbert's due. They're playing in Atlanta. It's going to be in a dome. It's going, the weather's going to be controlled. You know, that defense, like that defense. If you look, if you look at their numbers, they're slowly, steadily getting better. I think they're going to shut down Mariota in that offense. I think three is not enough. So Coles plus five and a half in New England. Green Bay minus three at Detroit. L.A. Chargers minus three. At Atlanta. So, Justin, you got some turtle heads for us. Let's hear it. Yep, I sure do. Um, Steve right here says that from my fantasy league, they say that Cup is expected to play this Sunday. So, uh, hopefully you were right there, Coach. Um, all right. So, yeah, my turtle heads, I've got uh, – we've already mentioned both of them. They were in with the trades. I had a couple turtle heads I had in mind for um, uh, from the uh, waiver wire doc that we filled out last night for the show for the Patreons. <laughs> but um, – uh, but once all these trades hit, I started uh, thinking about uh, you know, how often do you get this many opportunities to make a trade turtle head? Uh, you can't trade <laughs> turtle head very often. There's not too many people out there willing to trade turtle heads. Um, oh, man, I don't want to get into. I don't want to go further. I didn't say it anymore. I, okay, all right. So my first turtle head is Jeff Wilson. Um, Jeff Wilson uh, has been waiting to explode his entire career. Um, so uh, stop. Uh, <laughs> He finally gets an opportunity because because uh, um, he's he's just behind. All that's left there now is Raheem Mostert, and yo, he's going to plug up the middle. So, um, <laughs> uh, uh, so while he might be listed as the number two guy <laughs> for Miami uh, this week, um, rest assured, it won't take very long at all for him to shake that. He's uh, um, he's right now is it's also a time to really shake up that trade market down there. You can try to play it off, but unfortunately there is a lot in that backfield, but I do believe that Jeff Wilson um, above all else is better than the others by quite a bit. And I don't think it'll take very long for him to take the starting role. Um, on top of that, um, uh, they have a decent uh schedule against running backs later in the season as well. So that was another kind of extra bump I wanted to give him for uh uh, for fantasy purposes to to make him seem like a turtle head because it's more like in the distant future or not so distant future. So like definitely not the first couple weeks. 
TJ Hawkinson, my guy, TJ Hawkinson. I wrote down on here to the moon, and I think that's the first time I've ever actually said that. But I hear my my teenage kids in class say it all the time. So, um, so uh, I've been uh, I've been high on this guy his entire career. <clears throat> he's been underutilized as a sixth lineman way too much. Even though he's still currently a top five tight end for fantasy purposes, I understand most of that came from the monstrous week four that he had in Seattle. But he's always had a consistently decent, probably top five to top eight tight end area um, most weeks during his fantasy career when he's been healthy. Um, so even with them, with them underutilizing him for his talent and needing to utilize him more on the line, even with all that top five. So um, you want to uh, let him have a couple of weeks, a couple of rough weeks here first, because in week nine, they play Washington week 10, they play Buffalo. And then week 11, they play the Cowboys. All three of these teams are pretty tough against tight ends. I can see him having a really slow start. Then you can go in and try to get them after the guys give up on, the new TJ Hawkinson in the new uniform trying to learn the new offense. You can spin it like, you know, it takes tight ends a while. That whole um, um, urban legend that gets spread about the tight ends taking forever to mold. You can try to spit that out and try to undercut your guy and go get your guy um, for the cheap. Uh, But try to make that trade before the Vikings play uh, the Patriots in week 12, because from there on, uh, the it's all uphill from there. Hawkinson faces four of the bottom third teams in the in the league against tight ends. Two of those are near the bottom, and then the Jets are mixed in there as well, or kind of the middle against tight ends. But overall, the this is all during the last two or three weeks of your fantasy regular season and the first two or three weeks of the playoffs for fantasy. So very easy schedule for TJ Hawkinson on a team that has a quarterback that can get it to him a little, well, probably a very um, even offensive line right now to the lions because lions have improved quite a bit, but I think they're going to use him more in the routes than the lions even did. And he's going to get more opportunity. We're talking the potential for a top two or three tight end here, in my opinion, um, after these next couple of rough weeks. I dig it, man. And I was just talking to Chris Hind, the winner. All right, getting his details so I could send him. He's at Taco Bell right now. So he said if he wasn't at Taco Bell, he'd be tuned into the show. So I said, all right, well, I'm taking $50 off. So that's a joke. So who is taking over for Hawk in Detroit? That is a You didn't laugh. That was, you're supposed to laugh at that joke. That was – I didn't. I didn't. I, I Sorry, I was I was looking at the, the notes here. I was looking at the comments. I missed oh, I, it. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked that far. <laughs> if TJ Hawkinson isn't producing in Detroit, I doubt I doubt the man behind him is. So uh you'll have to you'll have to look for an analyst who's a little more involved in the Detroit Lions offense than me. Well the the one on the uh the depth chart is some guy named Wright. I do know that. So um which is whatever it is, is the wrong answer. I'm, I don't want I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm not interested. All right, dudes and duds. It could be me, Uncle Steve. <laughs> uh, oh, he said you go try out. Can you eat? How do you, how do you feel about kneecaps? That's all we need to know. All right, do's and duds. Uh, my do this week. I said I like the Chargers over Atlanta, and this is one of the reasons why. Justin Herbert at the Atlanta Falcons. When Alice spoke about Justin Herbert heading into the season, he was mentioned in the likes of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. To this point, Herbert has played well, but not well enough to really be mentioned with those guys or deserve that praise. I expect him to reward fantasy managers who believed in him with his highest point total of the season against a Falcons defense that is allowing the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this season. 
Next, Justin Fields versus the Miami Dolphins. And this one I wrote before they got Bradley Chubb, but I still think he'll be all right, man. He's going to be running. This is the week of the Justins. So we got Justin Herbert. We got Justin Fields. We got Justin Stevens right next to me, man. So it's the week of the Justins. Hit Justin Stevens. His Colts are going to win. So just all Justins are prevailing this week, all right? Since week five, Justin Fields has been the second highest scoring quarterback in most fantasy fo football scoring formats. It's pretty interesting. All right, this kid has been on fire, and he's doing it on the ground and through the air. The Dolphins' defense is in the bottom half of the league in defending the pass and the run, which bodes well for him. And then also, he got Claypool. So the Dolphins did get Chubb. Fields got Claypool. So I don't know if it evens out, but it helps him a little bit. Uh, next, Aaron Jones at the Detroit Lions. Okay, Aaron Jones went berserk week eight against the number three rushing defense in the league. All right, the Packers have shown they are committed to the run, and they need to come out of Detroit with a win. Combine those two factors with the fact that the Lions can't stop the run, and it equals a huge day for Mr. Jones. Miles Sanders at the Houston Texans. The Eagles did not make a trade. All right, they didn't. All right, there was some buzz. There was some talk. It didn't happen. Miles Sanders has been playing uh, pretty well, averaging 14 points a game. I believe he's heard the buzz about the Eagles potentially inquiring about running backs, and I expect him to come out ready to prove the Eagles organization right for now. Making a move. The Texans defense is poor against the run, and Sanders will cash in on that. All right. <laughs> Next, Devontae Adams, wide receiver at Jacksonville Jaguars. Me and Justin are just having a funny back and forth uh, that you guys are missing out. If you're in the Patreon, we, we, I, I'd send you the list of what we're discussing, but you really got to get in there. You got to pay for our friendship. Just kidding. You, you can tell uh, the Patreons later. Yeah. Devontae Adams at the Jacksonville Jack. He's really just trying to make me feel good about him not laughing at my joke because it wasn't that funny. <laughs> so that, that's all. Uh, Devontae Adams at the Jacksonville Jaguar. Devontae Adams was absolutely absent in his last outing. The Raiders offensive coaching staff will take a good look in the mirror after this one to figure out what the hell they did wrong. The Raiders cannot afford to allow Devontae's lack of production to become a trend, and they'll find more ways to get him open this week. Terry McLaurin versus the Minnesota Vikings. The spooky season, the spookin', the spooky season may have woken up Scary Terry, or it could just be the fact that the commanders now have Taylor Heineke, Heineke at the helm rather than Carson Wentz. Regardless, McLaurin has had back-to-back 15-plus -back point weeks and he'll be facing a Vikings defense that is allowing over 30 points a week to opposing wide receivers. Evan Ingram versus the Las Vegas Raiders, man. Evan Ingram is true. I can't speak this evening. Evan Ingram truthers unite. Ingram is the tight end 10 through eight weeks and is coming off of his best performance of the season where he went four receptions, 55 yards, one touchdown. This week, Evan will line up against the Raiders defense that is allowing the opposing tight ends to score an average of 14 points per game. Finally, Tyler Algier. First, the L.A. Chargers. That's my flex play. Algier has been getting better by the week, and we've seen his role expand from just carrying the ball to now receiving it out of the backfield. The Chargers' defense just can't seem to stop the run, and I think the Falcons will try to exploit that matchup. All right, so the duds for this week. Start with Tom Brady. First, the L.A. Rams, man. Brady has only scored above 15 points in three outings thus far this season. He averages out to about 16 points per game, which lands him at quarterback 19. The Rams are giving up 14 points a week to opposing quarterbacks. They'll come into this matchup ready to lock him down, ready to punch him in the mouth. I think the Rams do that. I think Brady gets shut down. Next, Jared Goff versus the Green Bay Packers. Goff is currently QB 14 on average points per game, which is a high-caliber quarterback, too, in super flex leagues. Goff will be facing a Packers defense that looks to have a major chip on their shoulder coming into this one. Packers defense fought with everything they had against Buffalo, and I expect the same energy against division rival Detroit Lions. 
next. All right, this isn't going to be good. This isn't going to help your Colts beat the Patriots. All right? <laughs> but I, I think they still do it. Jonathan Taylor at the New England Patriots. I don't know what's up with JT, but he's had a very rough season considering the expectations we have for him this year. Taylor is currently averaging 11 points per game, which puts him at RB26 for the season. Patriots are tough against the run. All right, the the Bears, you know, they fared well against him, but they're pretty they're pretty much tough against the run. I don't think he gets on track this week, but I could be trying to jinx him. <laughs> this could be the reverse jinx. So we better hope for that. Oh, he's in here, Chris. I love yeah. this freaking show and these guys. My man, Fanatics gift card. What are you getting? What are you getting with that $100 gift card? You need you need to let us know. Uh next, Deontay Foreman at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh Foreman absolutely crushed in a week 8 and he made winners out of a lot of fantasy fantasy managers this weekend including me. That being said, he was a backup for a reason, and the Panthers were seller at the trade deadline for a reason. I expect Foreman and the Panthers to come back down to earth this week against the Bengals' defense that plays the run very well. Next, DeAndre Hopkins versus the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks currently have one of the best. Like They're, they're a secondary. Kobe Bryant, I can't think of the other dude's name. Like They got some studs, some young, long studs in the secondary. Hopkins has lit it up since returning, but this week I think he's going to struggle against the Seahawks. Next, Stephon Diggs at the New York Jets. This is likely my boldest prediction of the week. Sometimes fortune favors the bold. Sauce versus Stephon down in Secaucus. So lots of S's there. All right. Diggs has pretty much been matchup proof this season, but I think this will be his toughest matchup to date. Uh, and then finally, uh, TJ Hawkinson at the Washington Commanders. The Commanders are giving up the least amount of points to opposing tight ends. Vikings fans will be excited to show off their new tight end, but this week isn't the week. He is going to get shut down. And then my flex play, Damian Pierce versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Damian Pierce's production has steadily declined over the last few weeks. If you take away Damian's touchdown in week eight, he'd have finished the game with a lousy seven points. It appears to me that Pierce has hit the dreaded rookie wall. The Eagles statistically are the toughest run defense the Texans will face this season. So doesn't look promising to me. And then we have Edward Zang in here. I just made a massive trade. Who do you guys think won? Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Lamar Jackson. For Jalen Hurts, Jalen Waddell, CeeDee Lamb, DeAndre Swift, and full PPR. Now, is this a one-quarterback league or is this super flex? But I guess it, it evens out. Hurts and Lamar. Who do you like more, Hurts or Lamar? Hurts. I, okay. I think we're talking dynasty. This is rest of career, Hurts. Then Waddle. So Hurts and Lamar, that crosses each other out. I like Waddle over I, – I would take Waddle over Dalvin and Fournette, right? Yes. yes. And then I'd take CD over Evans. Yes. So I, I think the Hurts, Waddle, and CD side and Swift, I think they won by a landslide. Yeah, I think they they got four of the five best players. Yeah, with Lamar being the second best player. Yeah, Uncle Steve likes that trade. He said, "Now that's a trade." Uh, so, that is Chris, Chris, all you guys, reach out to us if you want to get in. We're doing a Thanksgiving Day squares, five dollars a square um, for the Cowboys Giants game. All right, and then once we fill that, we'll reveal the numbers. So reach out to us on the Twitter. You can find me at Coach Epps or at Toilets to Titles. Or if you're in our Patreon Discord chat, reach out to me there. Or if you're in the Frankenstein Listener League chat, reach out to me there. We will get you all situated. But Justin, it's time to slow your roll or be all in. So which are you, my friend? Um, I'm I'm finally all in. You were beating their drum at the start of the season, in the off season. 
Um, I think I did have them on my uh, prediction show the night before kickoff that I had the Vikings win in their division. Um, if not, then I had them like within a game. So, I mean, I, I knew they'd have a great season, but you've been really on them. And now that they have my guy, TJ Hawkinson, I don't agree with, I believe it was Jason in the comments that said he's going to get, go up there and get the uh, Irv Smith treatment. I, I don't, I don't believe that at all. I do think that Irv Smith is an athletic tight end that was also underutilized, but they're going to utilize this one a little bit more. So uh, uh, I look forward to this. I'm, I'm finally all in on the Vikings. Let's, let's go. I just looked at your uh, this time next week, and I like the word you created. It's very, it's very funny. Um, so I was I was talking about the Vikings, but compared to their division opponents, right? right. I, I didn't say they were champion NFC championship caliber. I didn't say they were Super Bowl caliber. You, but you you were stating that they were definitely going to win their division, though. Where the division? So I'm saying this is this is me getting back to you for last week. Cause you you slowed your roll, my I'm all in. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So now I'm 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 slowing your roll, and you're all in. Slow your roll on the Vikings. The NFC North stinks. Kirk Cousins is still their quarterback. I think they're going to win the division, but that division stinks. And that's also a shot at Nate. Don't think I forgot when you said NFC least all off season. No, I remember that, buddy. You're in the <laughs> NFC North. You're the worst division of football. And and it's the NFC bore. Yeah, that's it. I got to come up with something clever. Well, it's really the NFC South is the worst division of football, but the NFC North is up there. You guys stink. All right. But the Vikings, the Vikings are good, but they ain't doing anything in the playoffs. You know, they, they're not Super Bowl contenders. So uh, I don't care that they got Hawkinson. All right. We'll, we'll see in a few weeks when, when Dallas goes to Minnesota, Minnesota goes to Dallas and Dallas beats the brakes off them. And I usually don't talk like that, but I have no doubt that's going to happen. So. <laughs> My my issue last week was actually a little bit worse than yours because I just straight up interrupted you. You yeah. actually made it part of your slow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm methodical like that. <laughs> <laughs> Very methodical. All right. This time next week, Justin, what was your prediction last week? So last week I went bold. I've been trying to go bold with these to go as bold as possible. So I've been wrong like three weeks in a row. So I finally slowed that up. So I'm slowing my roll on my <laughs> this time next week's. Uh, but I said that Tua, Hertz, and Derrick Henry all would have four touchdown games. So I was close. I was really close on the quarterbacks. Tua got three. Um, Hertz had four. Uh, Tua also had a rush in the red zone that I thought was potentially going to be that fourth. But he got stopped way shorter than I thought he was going to. But then Henry has uh, – or he had two touchdowns this week. So you would think that that would mean that I was like – way off right two touchdowns instead of four but he was still a top four depending on scoring format in your league the top a top four running back this week had an incredible game so I think the point was there but um but yeah I was close I'm I'm not ashamed of taking those risks all right excellent I just sent the uh, gift card by the way it's on the way Chris Hind there it is I am I am a multitasker boom it's on the way digitally all right um I thought that was impressive you know, Henry, even though he didn't have four touchdowns, like it's hot. It's hot. Two is hot. Hurts hurts hit four. Like, yeah. That's that's I almost just cursed. <laughs> I almost I almost used a massive curse too. Like <laughs> like a like a bad one. One you don't use on we, air. We can see the beginning of the yeah. of the, the lip movement. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm impressed. You did very good. Um, mine was pretty bland. <laughs> yeah. My, my uh, mine was pretty bland. It was, wow, there were some exciting trades. 
And I think we are saying that this week. Roquan Smith to Baltimore, Hawkinson to the Vikings, Claypool to the Bear, the Bears, Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins, Calvin Ridley to Jacksonville. So there were some exciting trades. So I think I think I pretty much nailed that one. So Justin, what's your prediction for this week? Um, so my prediction for this week is that uh um we're gonna look back and we're gonna think, my God, that bipocalypse was brutal. So uh, we have six teams on by, and normally we don't say all the players' names, but this time I added them because there are a couple of teams that have some big ones. But if you think, even if it's teams that aren't as, you know, as uh, prevalent toward giving you fantasy points, um, that's still since there's six teams, it's still a large number. So if you think of two quarterback leagues. You got uh, Brissett, you got uh, Prescott, um, uh, Wilson, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, um, um, uh, Pickett, yeah, and uh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. So, so you've got six right there. You're all, you're automatically down to twenty six left. Twenty four start, and then there's a lot of teams out there that have three quarterbacks. Like, yeah, you're gonna be desperate in those two quarterbacks. And I'm in a league where. If Andy Dalton doesn't start this week, I got zero quarterbacks. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joshua from Fusion sent us in a group chat that we're in a uh, a picture of one of his teams that uh, that um, that he runs, and he only has one healthy guy on there, and it's a guy that I've never even heard of. It's like a fourth string tight end or something like that. Jesus. Uh, everybody else are either hurt, um, or I mean, not just hurt; they're either out or on by, and most of them are on by, and he has just enough for a starting lineup. He's got the bad touch. Yep. Absolutely insane. <laughs> All right. So my this time next week, we'll be saying the Packers are alive with a huge win over the Detroit Lions and a matchup against the Dallas Cowboys on the horizon. Green Bay has some life and uh, they can crawl back into the playoff picture. You know, they, they beat Detroit. And if they make some noise against the Cowboys, I think people are going to take them seriously. So they're only two weeks away from being alive and, I'm predicting that's what people are going to say. So, Justin, that does it for episode number 149. We're going to discuss whether or not episode 150 is going to be the mock or if it's just going to be a bonus episode. We'll figure that out. But doing 149 episodes with you, my friend, has been an absolute pleasure. This episode was an absolute pleasure. I enjoy you. I appreciate you for joining me on this episode this evening. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. It's time to... Time to eat some grub. Yeah, time to eat some grub. So everybody in here, we had a lot of people in the chat. We appreciate you. Remember getting those uh, Thanksgiving Day squares, $5 a square. Get into our Patreon chat. Get the Patreon waiver wire episode, patreon.com backslash toilets to titles. As little as $3 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee. You can support the show and you can join the title tribe. So we hope to see you in there, everybody. Good luck this week. I hope you survived the bipocalypse. And we'll see you all next week. Take care.